0: You're not here. We're not there. The car exploded. Come get the girls. I have to stay here with Woodrow. I'm not the chauffeur. I'm the grandfather. Where are you? Asteroid City, Farm Route 6, mile 75.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I am Scott, and with me as always is Joe. Yo, Joe. Yo, Scott. And today we are doing before and after reviews, which is where we go and see a brand new theater release and talk about the before and after. Spoiler free, of course. And today's a big one. Not only is it the (laughs) 50th episode of our show, it's also a big day for Joe, because this is One of her absolute favorite directors, or would you say favorite?
2: He's my favorite, absolutely.
1: We're talking about Wes Anderson and his 11th film, (laughs) Asteroid City. Yay! We're going to go see it tonight. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about our expectations, our thoughts on Wes Anderson, and all that fun stuff. So, start us off, Joe.
2: Oh, okay. So, my expectations for this movie is that it's going to be... Pretty much like all his other movies, it's going to be.
1: We'll talk about that. Tell us about Wes Anderson in general, why you love him so much. Okay.
2: I love Wes Anderson's directing style. I think that he, the way he films things, his use of color, the way he has everyone, like everyone keeps wanting to come back to him. Every actor that he's ever worked with, he's worked with several times before. And he just has this amazingly beautiful, directing style where like you feel in tune with the characters they feel like real people to you and i feel like that I, I could totally relate to a lot of these characters really? in these movies yeah
1: i like how you say real people because uh they're always insane like they right. talk and act like something out of another world to me
2: right well before i saw the french dispatch which i love so much that movie was out of left field and it was a little bit harder to relate to the characters in that one simply because it was it was kind of bonkers um but before that the royal tenenbaums was my absolute favorite wes anderson movie and i feel like every single person in that film had like real life problems and i just you could relate to them as humans whereas like you watch any other movie these days it's it just seems like you're watching a glamorized film, you know? Yeah. And I don't feel that he has glamour in his film. I feel like his, the way he has like a lot of like earthy tones and, you know, he just uses real people. Yes, it is a lot of his characters are so like crazy. They're wacky, a lot of his characters and the things that happen in his movies are wacky too. But I still feel like there's something that brings you back down to earth. With these characters and like in Moonrise Kingdom, for instance, I just love that little boy and like the way he was, you know, like this, everything about how cute he was and how sincere he was and, you know, how Wes kind of showed how he's, how this little boy, his journey into growing up and everything. And it just, it was really sweet. Yeah. And I feel like his movies are really just, they have a sweet tone to them.
1: Well, let me ask you, Sue, so do you think that Royal Tenenbaums is still his best?
2: Um, well, I've seen so many good ones. It's definitely still in my top ten favorite movies. I I love the Royal Tenenbaums, but I actually think French Dispatch was really great. I loved it. But I just, and it, it's hard to kind of pick because I also like the Grand Budapest Hotel. I like that one. And um, I love just how he he films things like he just has his own amazing style and it makes you feel warm and it makes you feel like you're in it with these people. It doesn't feel like whereas you go to see like some, you know, you don't have to think type movie like Fast and Furious or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can't relate to these fools. I mean, they're just like they're just characters in a movie. They're just, (laughs) you know, it's ridiculous. It's 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 jokey. But with Wes Anderson movies, it's always like that coming of age thing and, you know, figuring out life. And I just I really appreciate that. and I like the way he films things. And I love the way he directs his characters, his actors. So that's my Wes Anderson love. And I love the locations that he chooses. I can go on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that uh, to me, Wes Anderson is exactly what. When I think of the cinema, or Mm -hmm. I think of going to the movies, Mm -hmm. Wes Anderson, he holds a place in my heart of exactly what I look at the cinema to be.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He is a unique experience. It's almost like going to a museum to watch a movie because his movies feel like their own genre they feel mm-hmm. like their own thing it's like what looking at beautiful paintings while watching a fun movie with that's also funny
0: mm-hmm.
1: he nails all these things and um for the longest time i thought rushmore was one of the best movies ever made so
0: <laughs>
1: then uh royal tenenbaums and then it just kept coming
2: yeah
1: you know grand Budapest hotel and uh, you love the uh, Darjeeling Limited. I
2: love it too. Yeah, I mean, um, I, it, there's one. There's not one that I. I yeah, just,
1: I mean, it, I always say that my least favorite movie of his is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, okay. It didn't. It didn't get me as much. Um, I mm-hmm. absolutely loved Isle of Dogs.
2: Me too. <laughs> um,
1: I I really feel that this director's movies, it just. Is a complete different experience, and it is exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. You can go see a blockbuster movie and see explosions, and you can see stupid stuff. When you see his movie, it's like awing at just creativity. It is exactly when I was a um, an art, like I I took like uh, honors art on these things. This is what I dreamed to be like. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I wanted. I wanted to just be so creative and so bold with Mm -hmm. everything and have everything be a moving thing like just incredible and he does that and french dispatch blew my mind yeah Uh, i i think that came out the two years ago i believe
2: uh yeah i think it was 2001 yeah 2001
1: i think i kept saying it was my favorite movie that year Mm -hmm. uh, until we finally saw coda i think yes um but this movie blew my mind because it just nailed so many things it was a basically tall tales but what shocked me about the movie was its humor is always he's always great with humor his actors are incredible he gets every great actor and
2: mm-hmm. he gets
1: them to do fun stuff that just makes you laugh your ass off but what really blew my mind was there was a segment in that movie with um um i just blanked out on his name uh um shoot um, he plays uh gordon now in the new batman film Oh uh, Jeffrey Wright! Uh, Jeffrey
2: Wright. Yes, yes. Too yes. long for that. <laughs> Jeffrey
1: Wright, who I already think is a great actor, especially if you have never seen Westworld, he's incredible on it. Mm-hmm. But it's like Jeffrey Wright was born to work with Wes Anderson, and I'm glad to see that they finally figured that out because he had a segment where somehow, in an insane story, he gave this character so much heart, and he actually had some moments where I was like wow, I actually feel for this character. Like, I get Mm -hmm. him. And it was subtle, and it it was deep. And only Jeffrey Wright and Wes Anderson could have done something like that. And Mm -hmm. I was so glad to see it, and I'm glad to see him back in this film tonight. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's the kind of stuff that Wes Anderson does to me. Just opens up this weird gateway. I, I, I just, I don't think there's anything else like that. I mean, there's a few directors where I'm going into that theater and I know, this is an experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm there for something special. You know, uh, as much as, like, I might not have loved Hateful Eight, Tarantino's like that for me. Yeah. I know I'm going to see something different, something special, something really interesting and well mm-hmm. thought out. And same thing with uh Denny Villeneuve.
2: Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, that's another one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there's certain directors I just know I'm going in for something really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um
2: he's he's always been and also like a very um artistic beautiful shots and he can do comedy without making it goofy and ridiculous
1: yeah he i mean people like kind of mock like if they see a crazy place that looks like it's out of a, um, a pop-up book mm-hmm. it's a wes anderson thing yes and yeah is not that incredible though that a, a guy could have people see something and think of him instantly I, you know some people might say that's a bad thing mm-hmm. but there's something so interesting about it, so involving, so special. The fact that he can pull out comedy and drama and, like, all these things about family and stuff like that out of the absurd, of, like, just completely absurd. Oh,
2: yeah. It's it's usually some kind of absurd situation, like in the Dark Yearling Limited. I mean, but like, it, there's always feeling which behind all of these characters like you can have an ensemble cast like he usually does yeah. of like 30 people and it's always you can relate somehow to each character like you understand them and that's why i when i said that i can relate to the characters i feel something like you know how ethelene felt in the royal tenenbaums you know mm-hmm. she she still loved royal but she they couldn't be together you know what i mean and she was in love with danny glover And so like it was the push and pull and like, you know, she still couldn't get a grasp on her emotions in that movie. And I kind of like understand how like he humanizes people, you know, like those are her feelings. And he puts it there on screen, you know, he doesn't try to sugarcoat it. And there were so many funny parts in that movie that he made good and funny with his actors who are amazing without making it silly
1: yeah i i agree and also his use of music he's he's evolved a lot since Mm -hmm. it's so funny because i I, when i talk about uh rushmore i feel like wes anderson is slowly becoming max fisher from that movie because that movie um kind of was based or grounded in more reality Mm -hmm. than a lot of his newer movies have become but max fisher was virtually was putting on plays and, and did he knew how to do all these things on stage to make people feel a certain way and, and do props and interesting things. And there was art on his like stage shows and Wes Anderson has slowly become that with each movie, it's moving paintings and movie scenes. And I, I always just watch these movies as a technical fan and just be like blown away. And I keep thinking, wow, he, I don't know how much of he wrote himself or put himself into that max Fisher character because <laughs> it's just kind of mind-blowing to see how he's evolved even Royal all of bombs while it had a certain aesthetic to it with costumes and uh and uh you know the look of everything mm-hmm. it still wasn't there yet but around moonrise kingdom and starting to do the animation stuff like, you know the clay animation yes he's started evolving into making every shot look like a moving painting and mm-hmm. Darjeeling Limited absolutely did um yeah. so it it always kind of shocks me and that's why i adored the french dispatch because it, as a technical fan it did everything it pulled out every stop and i think that's why i get excited to see his movies and i i definitely know and what, i guess what makes me sad is they not well watched because i think a lot of people do frown on them because a lot of people do want to watch a blockbuster and they don't want to see these weird queen things
2: i mean so that's that's me like i i love all kinds of movies i love yeah. all kind of, you know yeah. you you and i both we watch everything we watch the trashiest crap we watch the you know blockbusters <laughs> we watch deering films everything and i feel like his movies are just so they're so They have something for everybody, but they're not. They're they're just they don't really draw in your basic movie crowd. Like it's more like an, I would say art house crowd, I guess, for Wes Anderson. It's
1: kind of weird. It feels like that, but at the same time, it it's one of those movies that the humor is there for everybody, and it's not forced in. It's ex. It just comes naturally, and it feels so relatable. While also being in a... Like, some of the characters I can't understand talk like androids. Or, you know, like...
2: Like Edward Norton.
1: <laughs> it's just... It's so weird, but at yeah. the same time, it's like...
2: Like, he just stands there, and he emotes, like, funny, but he's not trying to be... Yeah. It's it's really great.
1: It's come, long, it's come a long way. He has become that, like, there'll be a shot of just someone sitting there. And it'll be a famous person yeah. that doesn't even have, like, lines. Like, I think... In French Dispatch, I think uh, Jason Schwartzman, who I think is the main actor in this movie, so great, who we love, we love him. I've ever since I saw Rushmore, I've loved him as an actor. I just really enjoy watching him on film, and and it's so sad his television show that bored to death was great, and no, it just didn't last, which sucked. I know um, It sucks, but he, uh, I think he was in French Dispatch, and he didn't have any lines. He just was sitting there with a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And it's just like staring like deadpan, mm-hmm. and but it that's ma- It makes me laugh, yeah. and I'm like, just that these <laughs> actors want to do that.
2: It's normal for Wes Anderson, <laughs> yeah. And,
1: and and I just love it, and it just makes me chuckle every single time. I, I honestly, um, I, we love movies, and we go see everything, and we love it. Nothing gets me more excited than seeing a Wes Anderson film, or or one of those directors I named before. Like, I feel like oh, no matter what, there's going to be something that I'm going to love. Yeah. And regardless of how the movie turns out tonight, I know that aesthetically, like, the visual of it, the directing style, the, all that is going to be so good Yeah. that already it's going to be elevated, no matter what I feel about the story or how weird this one is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're already jaded. Like, it's one of those reviews or movies experiences where I feel like going in, we already have such a positive viewpoint on him as a director that Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard for us to openly or objectively rate it. I'm going to, of course, try my best. But (laughs) right off the bat, I will say that, yes, when I review movies, technical stuff is definitely there.
2: Well, yeah, for sure. Because the cinematography on his movies are, you know, it's just so great. The set pieces are so amazing. But I will say that how, how do you put it sitting on the stump? That I'm like on sitting no, um, on the stump, no, dying on the hill. You oh, mean? dying on the hill. I like sitting on the stump. Whatever, dying, I'm dying on the hill when yeah. it comes to Wes Anderson. You're a
1: Wes Anderson stan.
2: I am a stan, and you know what? I don't care because <laughs> I enjoy so much. Like I'm so excited just going into a Wes Anderson movie, and yeah. every time I hear he's making a new movie. There, you can, I cannot control my excitement. I think his movies are so artistic, and and beautifully filmed and acted, so well acted. And I got to tell you, one of my favorite things that he does is he has a good working relationship with Adrian Brody, and I love Adrian Brody and all his movies that he's in, like with Wes Anderson. Like, yeah. I just he's so expressionistic, and I just love him.
1: We, we should talk about that. That's actually funny to bring up because I love seeing the actors that he starts working with because. So, like I said before with Jeffrey Wright,
0: mm-hmm. it
1: was like that is a match made in heaven that should have happened earlier. Yeah, uh, Tilda Swinton has become another one for him, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you yes. know, a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward Norton, mm-hmm. um, in this one, he's got a bunch of new people that I want. Oh, Jeff Goldblum, we've talked about, he's perfect for yeah. him. Like these, they just work together really, really well. Uh, Francis McDormand should and be another one, like Bill he, Murray, too. Yeah, Bill Murray's in every one of
2: yeah. films.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, he finds these people that just kind of work for his movies. Mm -hmm. And he knows exactly, they know exactly what to do. I think I heard someone talk about it recently, working with him a lot. And they were saying like, I can't remember what actor it was now. I think it might have been Edward Norton. But he was like, you know, everybody thinks that he's like, let's all do crazy stuff on set. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, he specifically wants this thing to be said like this. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that, that you have to wear this specific mm-hmm. thing. Like he's like, that's my I think it's funny. And then <laughs> and then when people like uh, apparently uh I guess uh I think Edward Norton told a story about Gene Hackman working with him in Royal bombs, and um Gene Hackman said, I don't think my character should say this, he should say this. And Wes Anderson was like no. I, I like the way I wrote <laughs> it. Because that it it and he goes, but the crowd, the audience won't understand that reference. Because at younger people won't understand the reference, I'm mm-hmm. going to say. And he said, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't write it for them. I wrote it for me. And he goes, well, they're yeah. just. And I guess Gene Hackman was mad and said, well, fuck the audience. <laughs> and and that, No, Wes Anderson's like that. Wes Anderson's like, look, if they don't like that joke, I laughed. Yeah, I think it's funny.
2: That's what I love about him. He does what he wants to do. Yeah. He makes the movies that he wants to make.
1: He's not making it for the crowd. Right. He's making something that he visually sees. And I think that's what works best. I think that kind of stuff is what needs to be done. I think I was just online talking about um, trying to talk to somebody about uh, toxic fandom,
2: right? Mm-hmm. And
1: how studios are kind of bending the knee to anything that fans want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like uh, DC comics movies are now getting really messed up because everybody keeps listening to fans. And like the fans, I mean, look, there's a thousand voices screaming. You're not going to catch those thousand voices they're not all going to be the same. Mm-hmm. People need to make the movie that they want. They they shouldn't have out like outside interference. People should just embrace what that that director or that person wants and not go by crowd. You know, like the you, oh, you get a bunch of cards when they do test screenings, mm-hmm. and then they you know, let's change the movie now for those cards. People like Western anderson exist because they didn't listen to those cards because. That's right. He makes a movie that he wants people to see. And that's how it should be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that he should be an inspiration for all filmmakers. Like, that's... And I'm like, more. I wish more, fan, more directors were given a chance to have their voices put out there. Yeah. And uh, I think that's uh, something to celebrate. I um,
2: didn't think it was possible for me to fall deeper in love with you. But by the things that you're saying, I think I just did.
1: Jesus.
2: <laughs> you're saying well, such beautiful things. I love no, it.
1: I mean, it's... <laughs> i love you Uh, (laughs) look i mean creativity should be embraced and 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 celebrated as much as possible and that's why i get so excited to see a movie like this yeah and so yeah
2: yeah and he uses big names he he does he he um he puts actors in his movies that have made blockbusters have made big like he's got scarlett johansson you know like we didn't
1: uh yeah we didn't mention the people that are in this one i think it's Mm -hmm. the first time working with him uh He's got some good ones. Oh, we got
2: though. Maya Hawke. She's new to this he's whole thing. He's got Steve Carell.
1: I don't think he's been in one of his movies yet. No. But I'm like, that's perfect. No, I don't think uh, Tom that. Hanks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, it, He's there's... got a lot of interesting people this time around. And, uh, of course, all of his norms. But seeing him work more and more, uh, like Lee of Shriver again. Oh, Lee of Shriver, He, he yeah. was in uh, uh, French Dispatch as well. but. Mm-hmm. He's back, and that's another actor. I'm like, oh, good, you know, I want to see this person work with him more, you
2: mm-hmm. know? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, uh, totally, as you can tell, we're super excited. I'm beyond <laughs> Even I mean, anytime, it. Even if it's whatever it is. Yeah.
2: Anytime he, you know, and he wrote this movie with Roman Coppola. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it, you know, it. it's awesome. I, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see it. I, I just love his his style. I love the people he puts in his movies. And I love the fact, like you said, that he doesn't give a shit. He's making movies that he wants to make. He's not making movies for Vin Diesel fans. You know, he's not making movies for comic book fans or any, he's making the movies he wants to make. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful. And I'm stoked. I could not, I I can't even get the words out of, I probably could say so many other things about why I love Wes Anderson. But I'm just going to say that he he just makes beautiful films yeah he does
1: all right so yeah i mean uh let's go check out the 11th movie in his filmography and uh hopefully we enjoy it so let's go what's happening now i don't know i don't
0: like the way that guy looked at us
1: the alien how did he? how,
0: how do you look like at we're us? doomed
2: maybe we are
0: I've just informed the president.
2: How long can they keep us in Asteroid City, legally? The world will never be the same. That's an alien doing jumping jacks. That's an alien at Top hat. What's out there? The
1: meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Are you married?
0: I'm a widower, but don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago? Let's say she's in heaven. Which doesn't exist for me, of course, but you're Episcopalian. In my loneliness, i learned to give complete and unquestioning faith to the people I love. I don't know if that includes you, but it included my daughter and your four children.
1: Sometimes I think I feel more at home outside the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, wow. Me too.
2: They're strange, aren't they?
1: They're children. Compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Freight train, freight train, going so fast.
1: Hello, welcome back. We're back, we're back. We just saw the movie. Here we are. Uh, We just saw Wes Anderson's new movie, Asteroid City. You know, they say... uh, Every time Wes Anderson comes out with a new movie, they say, this is the most Wes Anderson, Anderson film Wes Anderson has done yet. And I'd say that, no, this is the most Wes Anderson film I've ever seen. (laughs)
2: Did he, he, wait, did he out Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson? Yes,
1: he's hit peak Anderson. Um, (laughs) uh, I don't know how to talk about this film. Just try. So here's the deal, right? Um, (laughs) I think as Wes Anderson is going on, now what I liked about the last movie, uh, The French Dispatch, so much, was that it had a narrative about the narrative was based around um reporters and especially reporters for magazines mm-hmm. and they he did a piece dedicated to those writers and so each chapter was a different writer and, and like tackling different things in the journalism you know of all these old uh, journals that they were collecting these uh these reporting uh you know articles and and I'm not doing that justice whatever but uh, yeah and so there was a there was a great narrative and a structure and it it was it made sense with each tale here i think it's hit such a level of wes anderson style that he's lost cohesion because i don't feel like this movie cohesively was structured in a way where it flowed in any way that remotely told a cohesive storyline. Uh, th- this was an interesting movie. This movie is virtually about, which is shocking. I had no idea until the movie started that this was actually a movie of layers of making movies or film, but in a stage, this is like a stage show. And it's not only about a stage show, but it's the production behind the stage show but told in acts of itself, which is so layered that I could not wrap my brain around it. And as, and when I say that, that's very rare. Because usually I could see some kind of narrative. This one has me baffled. It lost me. It, it completely lost me. Uh, the thing is, like... Usually with his movies, even if it seems generally confusing or different into a way that might work. Like, you know, like if it's confusing or whatever, it might be done in a way that looks beautiful or feels beautiful or is just so technically masterful and just funny performances and everything that it can it can kind of balance on that. Here... I, I couldn't even do that. Like, I think this is the first time for me with one of his movies that I just couldn't find a a ground to stand on. There was there was definitely some things that I loved. Uh, for, again, of course, stylized. Fantastic. The opening shot of this train, the set um, use of miniatures mixed in with sets. Very great. I love that kind of stuff. I also love that that's used for humor. He even does clean animation again here. Uh, there's a Roadrunner joke, which I was expecting more from. But uh, there's also a, I wouldn't even say it's a joke. It's just there. And then there's also, uh, this movie has to do, which it's in the preview, Aliens. But not really. But that is a clean animation joke later on. But it is a highlight moment, and it's only a small one. I, don't let me do all the talking, please.
2: No, I was just waiting for to, you to, know, yeah. You said, spe- your, you
1: said, say some some peace. You said, say your mind, say your peace, and I'm <laughs> saying my mind, I'm saying my peace. Okay. And I don't know how to talk about it very well.
2: Okay, I understand. So, I I too am feeling a little bit let down on this one. I feel like um, with his last film, like you said, it was, it came together so beautifully and fluidly and there was this is fluidly a word (laughs) it is now but fluid like you know just everything came together and um this was kind of like a a little bit of a mess but i'm gonna start with the pros yeah please because i i love his usage of these actors i i do admire watching jason schwartzman on screen i do love him However, we'll get to that anyway. Let's do the pros. Um, I thought that, of course, he had beautiful colors, beautiful wardrobe, beautiful set pieces. I mean, everything was period centric. I guess if we had guess, to pick a period, because
1: it's it's not even realism. It's it's more Anderson. Right, timeline. It's, it's
2: like Wes Anderson's own.
1: Yeah, personal could,
2: timeline. You you but get the
1: idea that it's taking place during a certain time. But I
2: yeah, I'm getting in the 1950s, but because of
1: his alternate history type of uh, stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. The some of the dialogue was was interesting and funny. However, those are the pros. I feel as though the cons are a lot stronger here. Yeah. So I'm I'm really sad to report this, but I feel like nobody really stood out in this film
1: yeah i mean before we move on to negatives just like hammering in some of the positives trying really hard because i, I don't want to get into i think negatives are always the easier to talk about in any film yeah but uh trying to talk about positives if i can add to yours yes uh you brought up um the the feel the the look and the uh period and i would say that you feel the desert yes like you get that, and I mm-hmm. really love this. Again, like that that stylized shot of his. That's so great. That opening shot, where they basically circle the camera around the area to show you our tight little area of this. What this movie is, and this spot. And I I really love that establishing shot. I think that's great. I also think that uh, there is some really good stuff, and I'm going to say highlights. And I said it in the before, Jeffrey Wright. Can read Wes Anderson's dialogue like there is no one's business. He was born born to do it. Hilarious. His scene was, his scenes or his lines of dialogue reading, fantastic. Mm. Uh, One of the best jokes is him telling his life story for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. And also, Brian Cranston is in this movie. And also, I really liked every time they cut to him. And uh, Edward Norton as well. Uh, They're they're another level in the film.
2: Yeah, that's one thing I actually... I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's... I just want to bring that up, that they switch between the beautiful, vibrant colors to black and white.
1: To go to the past. To go to the past. It's breaking the wall of what we're watching. But that's where it gets into the other thing. But I do like that scene. I I actually think I wish this movie was about a stage show being... Made, and we're learning about the everybody involved in making that stage show more than the actual stage show. Positive to me is some of that stuff. I love that going back and showing you how the how the sausage is made. Really, you know, and uh, Cranston, and and I will say one of the weirdest thing in the movie is that it's like sometimes the movie even knows what it that it needs these weird moments because, yeah, because we those switch, weird moments are great <laughs>
2: we switch into something that's very somber and monotone and then they go right into like like almost like a dance number you know
1: oh yeah there. Uh, and to point out these positives positives are the kids in the movie are great yes they are wes anderson's really good at kids yeah yeah he does he does kids in a way where they i think his dialogue really delivers to children better because that joke about how kids see everything differently. So everything through them is this oddity.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: his his writing and his directing is an oddity in itself. So it comes through in children. So great. And they've always been a highlight with him. Especially at Moonrise Kingdom. He like nailed it there. Oh, yeah. That was Rushmore. wonderful. Rushmore. nails it. Yeah. Um, here, a highlight again. He's got three little girls who I don't even think he wrote dialogue for. I think he just let them talk. And every time they spoke it, it made me laugh. Uh, also, um, there, there's like this movie kind of, it, it's got a lot of main characters, right? But one of the positives is definitely those, these scientific kids that are in there and their little thing. I wish the movie was more about them because they're interesting. And there is a group of kids that come from a bus and those kids are hilarious
2: yeah, they're on the school trip or something and they're yeah, like um, with uh, um, what's her face Maya Hawk. Maya She's Hawk. the 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 teacher and um they're on the class trip because they're going basically what they're doing all these children is that they're there's a an award ceremony for the best science experiment. Yeah. And there's and Jeffrey Wright's giving out the award and all these kids are there from the school and so I they guess
1: to learn about to learn ab- science,
2: yeah, and uh, it turned into something else. But from there. those
1: kids, those kids are. And there's one kid I cannot remember his name. He, it's just like a random thing that happens in the movie, and it happens with him a few times. There's a couple mm-hmm. of jokes with him, fantastic jokes. I yeah. really liked every time they stuck one of those in. And like I was bringing up Cranston, there's an odd moment where they break the movie with Cranston. Yes. That's like a second. Yeah. But I was like, highlight. Yeah, there were you know? there were
2: a lot of so you know more pros for me is there were a lot of highlights in this movie that actually made me giggle that were so like the humor is very toned down and it's not, you know, slapsticky. He, Wes Anderson doesn't do that. Um he the comedy though was there. Very subtle.
1: I think he does do slapstick, but it's a new kind it's of It's
2: a slapstick. different kind of slapstick, but I didn't get slapstick here. Well, I would didn't you feel say that
1: um 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 M- dylan
2: matt dylan showing up in this
1: well, well his it's slapstick yeah the, the it, part with the engine part yes is that slapstick. was
2: slapstick but it was Animate almost like it, but the way he handled the scene it it wasn't as you know like
1: oh they played straight
2: you know like watching ace ventura or something it wasn't like that you know oh, no but it's more it,
1: like uh like kubrick's dr strange love slapstick where yeah. it's like we're gonna take this serious, but this is a heightened. Yeah, yeah. He he played it like totally in that, in straight edge. Like,
2: yeah, he he was like not even moved by the what was happening in the scene almost. But it was it, he was so calm about it. It, it, it was just funny. Yeah. It, anyone else would have been like freaking out, but it it was that it's that kind of you know acting, and he he got some different tones from the these actors like like Scarlett Johansson. She was very very like. um almost brooding you know like
1: oh yeah she's supposed to be playing an actress that doesn't understand like yeah her place and things but it's a level on top of a level which yeah. which is i think too much uh there was a great moment where they flash back into the black and white with her and she looks exactly like uh um tippy hedron
2: I think she does too. Yeah, she she kind of
1: Tippi Hedren. I'm thinking of you're thinking it, of the uh, birds.
2: No, Tippi Hedren. She looked like Tippi Hedren. I didn't
1: know if it was Tippi Hedren or if it was Psycho. It was Jana, um, Janet Lee. No, because she had the black. If she, she was filmed in black and white with the tight hair on top and the 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 gray, I guess that does look more like t- um, Tippi Hedren. Mm-hmm. It does, and but you that's know, but she
2: color. has that like timeless look, though. Like she she's very beautiful, Scarlett Johansson. So you know, you can make her look.
1: She's no Janet Lee, and. No tv
2: shows. Oh Jesus Christ! But anyway, so <laughs> I would say more more pros. I like I said, I do love the way like, the wardrobe and set pieces are are tops. They they always are yeah. with Wes Anderson. But
1: Steve Carell too.
2: And I love the use of actors. Like I love, but I also feel like you know, of course I'm, I was so happy to see Brody, but he didn't really have a lot of
1: he screen has a good, time. Yeah, good moment again though.
2: He does have a good moment. Um, but I I, I was kind of disappointed and let down. I, it sucks when I go into a movie like this and I'm just like, wee, you know, I'm just yeah. like oh, yeah. totally so stoked. And, and then I walk out of there like let down a little because it just it didn't have that flow. It just didn't have the flow yeah. where everything just came together. It didn't have that. It was very chopped up. It was all over the place.
1: We're in negatives now, right? I mean, I'm or just or talking just at this point. Yeah. yeah,
2: I because I, there's so much like I'm thinking about, and I'm sure that I will sleep on this, and then I'll wake up in the morning and think more about it. Yeah, I,
1: this is one of those ones I think that I really feel like I need someone to talk to me more about it because it's it's very rare where I I can't even get my head on it. Like it it just wasn't gelling with me, mm-hmm. which is a shame, and I feel like I don't really understand the film
2: yeah you know i i understand that i feel that way too and i another thing that's bothering me is that at least in his in wes anderson's other movies you kind of feel like there's some kind of connections between the characters like uh, some sort of connection in this film i felt that everybody was completely disconnected from the people that they were supposed to be connected with absolutely such as like Um, Jason Schwartzman had four children in this. I felt like he was
1: completely detached. His character was supposed to be like that, but the problem is there are so many characters in it to the point where what you're saying is some characters feel like they're in a movie and then other characters feel like they're that layered character. Mm -hmm. And Jason Schwartzman is one of those. He has to play an actor playing a character. Mm -hmm. And... In because of that, other characters don't feel like they're in that same universe. So Tom Hanks feels like he's in a normal movie.
2: That's true. I mean, the, Jason Jason Schwartzman did have more to do. It seems because he
1: had he's like the main character. Yeah,
2: he had he had the he had to carry the weight of the movie,
1: which is odd because it's too brooding and it's too unlikable. It's just it's too cold.
2: Yeah, that's what I I was trying to say, like, about the whole brooding thing, is that everybody seemed to have that, except, of course, the kids. But even... Well, Tom like, Hanks,
1: too. Like, he feels like he's really in a movie, and he's doing some scenes, and some... He actually, like, tears up yeah. over a line, but doesn't feel like any characters would be like that. True. In this world. There's some other characters, too, that kind of feel like they could have stuff. There is a... Scarlett Johansson's doing an interesting thing in there, where she's trying to learn how to do a scene in a movie that she's going to do. And they kind of work on it. And they they use that for her emotion. She's doing a good job. But the problem is their dialogue and this stuff, the the scenes just don't gel with the emotion of what they're going for. And that's why I'm saying certain actors feel like they're in on this is wacky. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And some actors feel like it's too much. And I think this for the first time I'm going to say is now I love the idea that he has a plethora of people who want to work with him and he just fit everybody in this movie and he gave everybody a moment, right? That's fine. But this is the first time I'm going to say it was too much because the more and more you get bigger actors, the more you feel like you have to give them more and that jumbles up the movie into a big mess. And so here we are at peak Celebrity, yes, but cameo. he
2: did that. He did that in the Royal Bombs too. I mean, you had everybody, a Gene Hackman. Yeah,
1: but that was the main cast, the main cast family, with some with some small side characters. Mm-hmm. This movie, there's a billion characters.
2: You're right. I mean, they are big actors. Uh, I mean,
1: get Goldblum's in the background for no reason.
2: That's true. Uh, the foe
1: shows up and he's got to have a no moment. Reason. Like, yeah, there's so many people that have so many lines of dialogue and so many scenes that it just jumbled to the point of blurring the story and that's a good way to put it when it was blurry yeah when uh, it got to the end there was a part where it was just like i know i'm supposed to feel this moment
2: Mm
1: -hmm. or i'm supposed to laugh at this i don't know what he's going for here and that's where i'm like this is detaching me completely
2: that's why i felt too like i like i said i felt like there was no attachments in this movie at all like it was just A bunch of characters thrown on the screen and each one had their own little tiny storyline but they didn't gel well there wasn't any cohesiveness there they didn't have that you know which other wes anderson films have where you know you feel like there's some connection in some way this did not feel like and i didn't feel an emotional attachment there Yeah. yeah and i didn't like that and i i'm kind of like Pretty. I'm um, not even kind of. I'm pretty let down because I really wanted to walk out of there like, oh my god, it's fucking great! Like he aced it, you know. Oh, and yeah, and I... then it wasn't it wasn't bad. Like I mean, I I I did enjoy myself because I enjoy just watching. Like my eyeballs are feasting on Wes Anderson's, you know, directing and the the color schemes and the wardrobe and I I love his movies, but this one just kind of let me down. It took me out of the you know, the feeling of being in a Wes Anderson movie. And maybe that's what he was going for. Maybe he just wanted to dip out, you know, stick a toe in the deep end or something. But I don't know. It just didn't feel, it didn't feel like Wes Anderson to me. It felt like he was just going to a different place in his mind.
1: Yeah. I I wonder if it's more to do with the collaboration that the movie has with writing. Yeah, but
2: he's, he's also written with Roman Coppola before. Oh, has he? Yeah, so it's like... I, On the
1: last one, did. Yeah. But I think, again, what I was bringing up, why that works in the last one for me, is that it was short stories.
2: hmm
1: Mixed in with a, a uh, like a small overlining story. Yeah. This well, movie is just...
2: He also wrote with him Moonrise Kingdom and um, Isle of Dogs and stuff. Okay, well then... So, I mean, I
1: guess he does have a good collaboration with him, but I was wondering here... It just feels like it feels a little off in in his usual tone or Mm -hmm. his usual flowing story. And I think that, oh, man, it's tough. It's it's like I was saying before. It's a tough one to talk about because it does all those things that Wes Anderson does. It has all those elements and it has funny jokes in there. Mm -hmm. But in I don't even know how long this was
2: oh i'm not sure i I
1: know i I I didn't look look. at the clock yet so i have no clue what time it is um
2: Um, yeah i I was just
1: gonna say like i don't know how long it was but
2: an hour and 44 minutes
1: see if you told me two hours i would have been like oh that makes sense because every time there was a funny joke then it was another like a lull yeah and i was like oh so
2: that's the thing it was like um they they made you go oh (laughs) and then the next minute you're like yeah, it's an odd, it's an odd <laughs> one to
1: talk about. It really is because it is. I didn't find myself uh, enjoying it very much.
2: No, this is the first time I'm actually walking out of a Wes Anderson movie like, fuck.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's, let's just like try to do final scores here, uh, out of ten. What what okay. are you going for?
2: I'm gonna go for a six. I don't think that this movie was bad at all. Um like uh, we said many times it's it's beautifully filmed. It's got a lot of beautiful set pieces and the characters were okay. They didn't, you know, shine. Nobody really it wasn't like a shine type situation. He usually has an ensemble cast and yeah. You know, sometimes there's Always, like, in the, fresh, uh, the French dispatch, there's, like, always, you know, that one beautiful girl who played the cop or whatever, mm-hmm. she, she stood out, you know? Like, there's always at least something that stands out. Like, it just overshoots everybody. Okay. We didn't have that here. So, that's why I'm giving it a six, because it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't, I, I wasn't bored. I wasn't, like, oh, God, can this just end? I enjoyed myself, you know, as much as I possibly could. I don't think that it was the best Wes Anderson movie. I don't think it was the worst either. But I didn't love it. So I'm going to give it a six.
1: I, do, I I will say this. I do think it's his worst movie that I've seen.
2: Okay, well, I don't think it's... Because
1: I, bit, before this was Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I don't think is bad. Okay. I just didn't enjoy it as much as these other films. I, I think that movie was okay. This one, I, I don't... I'm very indifferent on it. I don't think I could watch it again, but I think this might be one of those films that after a while... I swear, this is one of those movies that if someone told me we're going to go to a film a film class and they're going to put this on we're going to all talk about it, then I think it might grow on me. It feels like one of those movies that understanding it more over time will build it up on my mind, but right now, I I didn't really enjoy myself as much. So I'm to me right now it's a five i feel very indifferent toward it and i i don't think it'll stick on my mind of course there's music uh older music and i even think that they used the mars attack song which made me laugh the it one did. that killed the aliens yes they did 100 uh, he's got to know that he's got to know that that's uh one of those running jokes in pop culture but um that uh <laughs> there's things like that that will stick in my brain there were some funny bits there's like a a really funny bit where the guy um, Steve Carell sells property through a vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there's little little jokes like that, but they're not big enough to matter. But there's just little hints of funny things, and that's I think that's the problem that bothers me the most. There's hints here of something really good, but it's just like more of like a splatter of ideas,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I don't think like. At, at the end of the day, I don't think it gelled into anything worth wa- like a, a whole theater experience. I, I, I feel like I wish this was like little stories again. To, or it was more about making a play and the actors, their lives in making the play. I think I would have enjoyed that better. And I know that over time, and like I'm saying, over time, I think this is one of those movies that I'm going to hear more about or have um be explained a little better to me and I definitely think I'm going to go watch some other reviewers talk about it and listen to other people. but right now it it's not one of my favorite things it 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 was it, it was okay let's, let's like, I'm, yeah, like I mean it's I, in the mediocre to me. it yeah. was like eh.
2: well, I thought eh. it was a little bit better than mediocre, but I mean, I think that might be my um standing on the hill thing. What do you call it?
1: Dying on a hill. Dying but, uh, dying on a
2: hill. Because I love Wes Anderson so much. But um I, I did like I said, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was too messy in, in tone and um, you know, in pace with the you know, the characters. I thought they were all over the place and it was just nothing gelled properly. So that's my rating six.
1: Yeah, I I mean I I understand where you're coming from and I, and I see it rating it a little higher, but I just can't find myself Seeing a part of this movie that really sticks out as something like I, in all honesty, if I had to go back to all of his films, I don't think I would even put this one on. Okay, you know, like right now, while watching, I was like, eh. Okay,
2: which is so which you is wouldn't watch this like over, um, I would like actually Bottle, Bottle Rocket to, or oh, I it, love Bottle Rocket Fantastic so. Mr. Fox, N- nothing,
1: yeah, okay. I, I I like love his films, uh-huh. like I said, the least was fantastic when it was Fox, but I've only seen it once. And it was one of those movies mm-hmm. in the theater was like, eh, some of it worked a lot. Some of it was funny, but overall it was too long. And it's not a kid's film. It was so long. Like,
2: yeah. it, it I mean, didn't work.
1: Not like Isle of Dogs worked for me. Yeah, You know, uh, the, I, yeah, this one.
2: It's definitely, this one's definitely lower on my list of the Wes Anderson movies. I mean, I think French Dispatch and Royal Tenenbaums are, you know, the first two of my favorites. Um, but this one's definitely lower on the list. I, uh, I I'm I'm yeah. disappointed in this.
1: Yeah, usually all of us i I've never rated his films uh, lower than a six. I think the only movie I've ever gave a six of his was Fantastic Mr. Fox, but everything else has been like up there. I seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Like everything's been eights. Yeah. Eights and nine. Like I gave I love French Dispatch. So. I love
2: it. That's one of my favorite movies of that year. Yeah. I so loved it.
1: I, I i really enjoyed this is a surprise to me it's a surprise for how and i wonder if it's like also that thing where everybody's kind of like memeing it now and everybody's making fun of it a little bit like you know they're using ai to wes anderson every movie and yeah and i'm wondering if it's starting to get thin
0: I don't like know. the
1: premise of what he's doing and and I, that's what i think that this movie kind of messed with me a little bit because i'm watching and thinking to myself does he know now because this movie's just all over the place and i don't know, well, you know? It's like
2: we said you know in the beginning of this he makes movies that he wants to make so i don't think he really gives a shit and no yeah i know but, know but at the
1: end of the day you you still want to leave your audience with something
2: of course of course and i
1: know it's not for everybody and usually this kind of stuff is my my thing but this one i don't know
2: oh i I know if you can hear my voice i I can't even i know i can't i'm very let down right now yeah i'm
1: let down too it's a sad one
2: yeah i mean i didn't hate it but i'm let down i wanted to walk out of there like yippee and do
1: you think that in like if i brought you back in a week to remember some of the plot do you think you would remember yeah really yeah i think i would you could flow out the plot like i do on uh talking trash yeah
2: I like talking trash I you think think could I, do it i think i could yeah
1: all right i think i could i want to hold you to this in a week <laughs> i really do i want to see all right you know uh any uh, final thoughts my love
2: mm, my final thoughts is you know i love wes i still love wes i will always <laughs> love wes you know it can't always be perfect It can't always be you know tens across the board but um... you're
1: gonna stand on the street lay down in a bed S- or die on a hill.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay down on the hill. I'm that trying to think of like all the my funny blankie. versions of my <laughs> dying on a hill
1: thing that you've said in the past week. Oh, I don't know. On the show. I,
2: mean, I don't know. I make up my own words. But I yes, I am dying on that hill. I'm dying on the West Anderson Hill.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, please hit us up on social media where uh, Joe is at uh, just, um, Crafty Misfit and I am at uh, Just Another Movie Night. And we always want to hear your suggestions for bad movies and, you know, or your mo- your suggestion or your thoughts on this movie and what you disagree with or agree with. Yeah. Uh, i love to hear it. So hit us up. And again, always thank you for listening. Have a good one. I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien.
2: How did he how,
1: how look? Like at we're you? doomed.
0: Maybe we are.